You are listening to another Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast of the Board of Youth and Young Adults of the BFC. We exist to refocus, recapture, and realign student ministry with a grace-filled and God-focused vision. I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we just want to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening evening, whatever time you listen to us. We are so glad that you do. And hopefully, if you're a fan of the show, you've noticed that Tim and I are lonely today. Very lonely. I think J- Jared this is never f- misses. No. I, I, I miss. Yes. My, that's you, my job. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've missed, I think, once with the two of you guys. Earlier Maybe. on, when it was just Jared and I, I he, he did a uh, couple some, with, on his own. Some solos. Yeah. Like, it, he was interviewing people. Um. But yeah, since since you've been on, uh, I think I've done a couple episodes just kind of of content in the past mm-hmm, on sexuality mm-hmm. last year. But um, yeah, I don't think Jared's ever missed like one of these. Like it's never it's never been you and I. So this is the first, right? And I think right. we're gonna, we're going to see if we can make this successful without Jared. I I doubt it. Um, he's our he's he, the president. He is. He's the president. He, he handles he handles he all things. Yes, he does. He does. He he's our engineer. He is our upload man. He takes care of all the stats. So shout out to you Jared when you listen to this episode and when you edit it. We <laughs> miss you. <laughs> Cuz yeah, you don't want us doing that. So we'll get the file to you Jared and uh it's all you. So um you know, it is it is so important uh, when you do ministry, when you do anything really, uh, that you have experience. And so Tim and I are, are going to be learning, you know, how little experience we have of doing this without Jared. But one of the ways in ministry that you can mitigate a lack of experience of the job is internships. Absolutely. And that was another cheesy segue that I came up with on the fly. That was excellent. And so, yeah. We were interns to Jared, and now... (laughs) And now this is is like our test. That's right. This is the exam. Yep. Okay. So internships um, are something that really they're they're as old as time um, as far as... Tale as old as time. Yeah. No, it's not the beauty of the beast. But they, they are... They have been around for a very long time, right. you know. A, an and, apprenticeship, yes, an apprenticeship is what it would be called. And typically, though, I think the difference between an internship and an apprenticeship is a lot of times an internship you don't necessarily end up working mm-hmm. where you intern. Mm-hmm. You you certainly can, right? Um, but it's not a guarantee. It's kind of like uh, well, and, and you, you're paid less or nothing, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, it's usually very temporary. So uh, internships are super valuable in many, 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 many ways. Uh, I, I I don't think they'll ever go out of style because they carry eternal principles yep. of that we're finite creatures that learn and need experience and need to grow. So over the next few episodes, we're going to be discussing internships. Uh, today, we're actually just going to focus on Tim and his experience uh, with internships and kind of just ask him tons of questions. Yeah, and we hope that through just interviewing, you'll hear from myself, um, and then we'll hear from uh, Chris as well. We hope it just kind of helps you see the value of kind of why internships, and then we're hoping by another episode to talk to you about um, what it looks like to maybe create an internship um, and how to find interns um, and go through that process a little bit. Yeah, and I think what, you know, you said what sparked our desire to do this, uh, besides the fact that, we're, we were interns to Jared, is that we mentioned in, I think, the last episode or two, two episodes yeah. ago, the the importance of, uh, yeah, it was a couple episodes ago, the importance of interning, <clears throat> sorry, of uh, interning if if you were serious about ministry as a way to prep. So, yeah, why don't we talk about it? Um, I don't Let's think do we've it. ever discussed that. So, Tim, did, 
here we go with some of the questions. Did you think that internships were a part of ministry prep or a part of the process when you first desired or decided to go into ministry? No, um, I, I did not. I did not. I was... I considered going into ministry in general um, at a young age. I kind of decided, I've shared this on this here before, that I was called to uh, the pastorate very early. Under the age of 10, I knew that the Lord was going to take me into that direction. I had no idea what that meant at all. Not at all. Uh, And went to college, kind of uh, luckily got to college on a whim. Um, Actually, it was I went to the same college as a good friend of mine and was considering it because my friend found that college, and that's where I landed at Lancaster Bible College, a great school in the end uh, for myself and my walk with the Lord. Uh, And then internships turned out to be that they were going to be required in my program. So that's how it started for you. Yeah. Started, it started because at some point I had to have one. Yeah, it, w- it was the same for myself, and we'll get to that, you know, hopefully in the right. next episode. But what what level were in your program or like, you know, where at in the... Sophomore year. So pretty, it was it was early. after your sophomore year? Yeah, you, there's there were requirements in minute, essentially getting hours in, in bringing what you're learning to be practical. Sure. Uh, and then what was going on in my life at that point was... Uh, I had met my wife to be um, at, at, at through camping ministry, and then uh, I, I met the youth pastor that was at Calvary Bible Fellowship Church in Coopersburg, where I currently serve. And he uh, he approached me one day and said, uh, "Would you ever consider being an intern?" So that's how the first one got going. Uh, I was so young. I. I had no direction in life at that point. I, I didn't. I, I didn't even really f- have a, a way to even navigate where the Lord was going to bring me one day. I was just like, God had called me. I'm going to be a pastor one day. I'm just going through these little emotions. And at that point, I was struggling. I didn't even really know what I was doing at college. I, I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Uh, but the Lord was working. He was so, really working. So that was during sophomore year. Was it during the school year or is it during the summer? During the school year. Oh wow. Yeah. So. You and so is that when you interned at Calvary? Yeah, that was the first time, two thousand and seven. I was about nineteen. So you had to commute. I had to commute. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I commuted on when uh, I commuted on Wednesdays. Uh, stayed over at my now in laws. Um, at that at that point, my wife was at college at that point. So it well, future wife, uh, and then I would travel back to LBC. So about an hour, an hour and a half commute, and then I would come home on the weekends because they wanted me here Sundays and Wednesdays. Okay, so you were here Sundays, Wednesdays, and did you do anything during the week for them? Yes, there were certain responsibilities I had, like small group stuff. So, so you actually did it during your academic year, which yes. is probably more challenging um, in, in ways. It, it, it was so impactful, though. Okay. Uh, it, it was it, it. That's the first time I got really excited finally about my what I was doing at college. Okay. I was struggling to see uh, the, the the Bible was kind of for me turning into a textbook. If you go to Bible college, you'll always hear they'll they'll kind of say, "Don't let the Bible become a textbook to you." Sure. It it just happened because it was they were making you were you had reading assignments you had time frames you uh, normal college stuff and I was just having such a struggle with why am I doing biblical hermeneutics this like what am I applying this to right now why am I <coughs> deeply studying this I I was not necessarily an excellent student heading into college um, and I didn't really have direction 
But the internship just, God just affirmed, this is why I've called you. That was one of the biggest things for me in the internship was it it it, it confirmed why um, I, w- I was going into the pastorate and at that time, my passion for youth ministry. Yeah, that sounds great. So that was your first internship. How, how many did you end up doing? Uh, we were just uh, talking about this together. Internships or mentorships, those types of things, about four. Okay. So were, were they all as structured? Uh, two of them had a lot of structure. Uh, and then two of them were more, I was filling a role yeah. with someone watching over me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, it's an internship, mentorship, mentorship mm-hmm. type deal. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess with, you kind of already pointed out for Calvary, um, A, it was required. B, Mark approached you and asked you to consider it. Um, and I guess it wasn't that difficult of a decision because you had to do it. And here was an opportunity for you. Did the other three opportunities of those, which ones approached you, um, if any? And then which ones did you more pursue? If any, I pursued the practicum that I did at Victory Valley Camp. Uh, that was the one I pursued, where it was I had to I form a kind of I pers- I talked to the director of the camp and it took a different angle to learn something different about ministry in general. Uh, so that's the one I pursued. The other ones, um, the pastor out in a pastor for the Bible Fellowship Church at that point, Dennis Spinney, who still now is in New York, approached me while I was at Victory Valley Camp about helping him with their youth ministry at their church up in Connecticut. Uh, Then again, when I was married, uh, and a couple years into my just a normal secular career, Mark Evans, I was here again at Calvary just kind of helping volunteer and Mark said, hey, do you want to do an internship again? I said, dude, I'm full-time right now in work life. Uh, I'm married. I don't know if at the time. He said, this would be the best time for you to get some practice of what it means to do, uh, to handle busyness and to balance time management. So I did another one while I was full-time early in our marriage uh, around 2000 and, uh, 2012. Okay, so, wow. So most of them, for myself, oddly enough, they were uh, the people were approaching me, but I was serving. I was always serving, so it wasn't like I wasn't serving at, in uh, in ministries at that point. I was always involved in something, so I was around people. So, what do you think is the difference then? Because I think about that, um, you know, I. Uh, you and I were just talking about a couple guys in our denomination. Um, if they listen to the podcast, this is the test, Andy Curry and Andy, uh, uh, Andrew Detweiler, two guys that, um, I just, I just met them recently full time in their jobs, mm-hmm. married with kids. Um, far as I know, not at all considering vocational ministry, but they're elders at their church. Mm-hmm. They've been serving for 10 years right? and they right. run that youth ministry. What is the difference in your mind between and I have some thoughts about this. I'm curious to see what you would say. <laughs> what is the difference in your mind between someone who's doing that, even if it's under guidance, but they are like that's they're not going to pursue vocational ministry, and someone who's doing the same thing, but it's for like you know you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, uh, it's the difference of someone that says that they want that to be their life living vocational uh, ministry versus someone that says I ex- I love. I love serving the Lord in this capacity, but my best uh, my best skills are used additionally in the workforce. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, like having conversations with people like that that pour so much energy into youth ministry is they. I've heard things like, 
I find I I think they, they I've heard someone say something along the lines like if I switched I don't think I would love it as much if it became my career that I was getting paid for. Yeah. And I will add this, when I switched uh, away from volunteering and doing internships and the Lord called me into ministry, the first few months there was a little I missed the uh I missed not having the responsibilities uh I missed not having the responsibilities. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when I took over the youth ministry, all the responsibilities were on me, and now students looked at me very differently, mm. and there was a lot uh, to, a lot of moments where I missed that guy I used to be that could do whatever I wanted and sure. could be the guy that everyone's laughing at, Could not had, didn't have to think about the student that's lost in the woods, <laughs> uh, and that I could just have... There's a picture on my wall over here of myself on the top of the shoulders of a bunch of youth students at at our snow glow conference, just going nuts, having fun. And again, that never happened again because it necessarily, I was just, I didn't care. I didn't have a care in the world. I wasn't thinking about other things. Sure. So really the burden of responsibility um, far as an, an intern goes. Yeah, I, I think with guys who are not going to serve vocationally, if they're under somebody for a, as a mentor, then that's, that's, that, that, it's the same thing, um, just different vocational goal. But if they're not going to serve vocationally, um, or or if they're not under a mentor, that's really their ceiling as far as like um, what they're going to pursue, which is a good ceiling. It's just I think they actually get to feel out more of what they're going to do forever right away. Whereas the internship is really for most guys is still just a taste if they're going to be vocational because vocational mm. just comes with so much extra, so to speak, if that makes sense. So what, um, with these internships and we'll, we'll talk about them collectively. You can, you know, jump around from one to yeah, one. Not a problem. What, what did, did any of them cover or what did they cover, you know, if at all theologically for you or, or did, was that kind of just mostly your schooling? The theology, um, I wouldn't even say the school wasn't necessarily dictating your direction of your theology. Lancaster Bible College didn't really push uh, whether you should be Reformed or whether you should be Baptist or whether you should be Presbyterian. They more were having you look at the Word. They looked at God's Word as the inspired Word of God and, and, and had you dig into it. But what that first internship, uh, there was a lot of reading. Uh, Mark Evans, uh, that used to serve here, had an emphasis on reading. So I was given books like uh, Mark Dever's Nine Marks of a Healthy Church, uh, The Courage to be Protestant, The Gagging of God. Uh, oh, he had to read The Gagging of God? Pieces of it. <laughs> he, he, he I, had, should, I should just order that. It's on back order still. Right. So he had me engaging and re and reading stuff and reading from people that kind of had a reformed bent. Yeah. It was so that was the first introduction that I had to reformed theology, but I didn't know. Mm. I had no idea, but I loved what I was reading. Uh, I loved what I was seeing inside of the way that Mark was running youth ministry. It was the first time I saw the emphasis that he had on content versus the emphasis on events. At that time, that uh, the, my mind was kind of in youth ministry because I loved the energy, the excitement, the students, the relationships. I, I was all on that drive of the... Uh, the attractional side of youth ministry. Sure. That was the first time where I was being pushed to 
teach. I was being pushed. He had surveys for me that was grading my ability to teach. He was having me dig into God's Word in a different way. He was encouraging me to structure how I tackle. He was encouraging me to write outlines, and uh, he was working pretty hard, and he had a big emphasis on teaching. Hmm. Uh, so I would say, theologically, it just happened because I was under a man that loved Reformed theology. Then, practically, he uh, he was just showing—he was just making it practical. He was having me dive in to everything, hmm. giving me responsibility. Then he was getting out of the way, and then he, we met on a regular basis and did things like pray through the Psalms to practice prayer. So he would pray with me. He would pick a Psalm and just teach that, kind of look at God's Word and take it in. And now, practically, let's pray over this. Just different things that were just the first time I've had, I, I'd ever experienced stuff like that. So it was really— <clears throat> theology put to practice with Mark, um, introduces some theology you hadn't really mm-hmm. experienced, and then putting those specific truths into practice. Now, all theology lead, leads to practice, um, right? But you know, if we can be so bold to say, like, theology is important in every regard, but you know, certain things about youth ministry, just the pure logistics, mm-hmm. how you go about doing that, is reflects your theology. But some of that is just it's it's all. Practical stuff. Yeah. What are the practical skills that you picked up on in youth in these internships that you didn't think about, um, that you never had any experience in, that uh, maybe you found even it it pulled from things you were already involved in that you're like, oh, I get to use this in youth ministry from a practical level. I think the practical level was when there were like an event came up and he gave the event to me and just got out of the way. And it was the first time I learned, oh my goodness, you have to keep the time structure. You have, someone has to be moving things along. It doesn't just happen. Uh, somebody needs to be the host and you need to think about what you're going to say. And the, or kind of the organizational aspect of the stuff I had never considered. I just thought you could just make it happen Yeah, and I could do it, you know, at the whim, you know, just, like, hey, I don't mind being up front. Uh, so the practical side of like the responsibility all of a sudden being on your shoulder, he gave me those opportunities. I remember there was one point where he was going to be away and said, you're doing it. And I said, oh, I know, I've never done it that before. He goes, you're doing it. <laughs> um, and said, kind of set me up, but and gave me some preparation. And then I went in and it, it was like a Christmas party. But yeah. it was kind of, I was stressed, uh, so I worked through that. I think practical for me was really the handling the administration, the organization of running running events. And then teaching-wise, too, was uh, just being able to prep something out on paper uh, and, and not be afraid and not to be fearful. Uh, that was another thing. I, that was the most I'd ever t- I've, I'd ever taught. Before that, I did one little sermon thing for 15 minutes back in my church, and it, this was the first time I was stepping in front of people to try to teach for 20 to 30 minutes mm. as a young man. Yeah, so very practical rubber meets the road opportunities. On a and I would add this, you know, just a uniqueness of of internships. They uh, they allow you to learn to do these things on a regular basis. So, if you volunteer, you you attend your church. Your your youth pastor might say, or your pastor might say, "Hey, can you teach tonight?" And it's like, 
maybe once or twice a year you teach. An internship provides you with the opportunity that, oh, I'm responsible to do this weekly for a little while or every other week or whatever you want to, you know, oh, several events instead of just one. And then you're like, whoo, done, not touching that again. There's also work. There's homework it's like with an internship as well. And that was a massive benefit too, that you're 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 always thinking. Mm-hmm. You're thinking and it's it's prat- it's strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's molding you uh, and it's also you get to you get to put it to practice. So you're taking all these things, these books, these reading and you're getting to watch why as it's forming your thinking, you're seeing why it's forming your thinking and how it helps inside of the youth ministry. Yeah, here's something I thought about to ask you with regard to maybe helping some of our listeners discern what Maybe they don't have an option, but maybe they do. And if they don't have an option, maybe they're thinking like, okay, what are what some things can I expect? I think I I have this experience too, to a degree, but not the same as you. What is the difference, maybe beyond just the obvious, what is the difference between interning in youth ministry under a senior pastor where you're doing all of it and under a youth pastor that he's there, he's still doing the youth ministry, he's not just backing out, but you're under his wing doing it almost b- by his side. Because I, th- I imagine that's totally different. Um, it, yeah. It weighed a lot heavier when I was in Connecticut. Like the responsibility of the spiritual lives of the students when I was just still volunteering, but the pastor had admit- essentially said, you're going to handle youth ministry um, and gave it to me. Mm-hmm. That was the that w- that was kind of like the weight of students and handling their lives and their spiritual lives and learning uh, that was a different weight. Yeah. Uh, the internships, I think there's just so much freedom in the sense that at the end of the day, I don't have to think about these students. Yeah, sure. So I let, I, I let go. I would imagine with a, usually if you're interning under a youth pastor, it's probably a little bigger of a group. And if you're interning under a senior, because that means they don't have a youth guy, oh, there you it's go. a little smaller mm-hmm. of a group and maybe a little less developed, a little more freedom. <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was, uh, I, I did, I kind of created, I took what I learned from my internships yeah. um, when I was up in Connecticut and just duplicated what I had saw oh. um, and took what I, what I was taught what, and I, cause I, I, I didn't have any creative ability at that point to, to start thinking outside the box. So I thought about what I saw and I did think about the little group, but the nice thing is that person was also involved in my, you know, Mark Evans was still around. So I also had a lot of conversations with him and he helped as well. Like, hey, I have nine students. You had 80. How do I, what do I do here? And he would say, you know, you don't have to, you know, here are some flexibility areas. Here's how you can help create better relational engagement. Um, and, and so, but like I said, the yeah, there was, I pretty much had a full, full control. Mm. Um, the pastor would check in, make sure I was okay. You know, did I need, he had all the books for me for preparation. Um, but yeah, it was very different. Okay. So it so, was small too. It, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, especially in, the, in New England. With regards to some of this, some people are like, okay, internships are valuable. I'm at a place in life and I don't know how much I can give. What are the different time frames that you interacted with um, or that you participated in? Like, um, how long were were these internships? Yeah, the intern, the first internship was four months. It was a it was a spring semester, uh, no fall semester. It was September to ended in like I went to Snowglow and then I was technically done. Uh, oh, okay, I believe that one was. Um, there, some of them are a little blurry in the time frames, and then the next one again was the. 
I, I, it was again, it was a spring. It was over a spring. But again, the, 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 the both of them, I kind of loved the pro, the program. So I kept kind of helping as volunteers. Yeah, I just, just loved it. Just not with the official capacity. Right. Interesting. So you, you didn't really go more than four months at a clip. Uh, not that I remember. Um, I, I don't, it wasn't over. I don't believe it was over my full school year. Mm, so okay. that's, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something that you could commit to, you know, a shorter window of time if, if you don't feel like you have a lot to give, um, just to kind of, you know, maybe lighten the mood a little bit from the internship experiences. Do you have anything that stuck out to you that, you know, a hilarious story, something that maybe like you realized how fun youth ministry could be. I mean, obviously you already loved it. You already, you were, you grew up in one, but something from a leader's perspective that, um, kind of, kind of hit you. I, I think it was just the students have such a love for you. And when you're a leader too, uh, and, and that point as an intern, it was the first time I just saw how much a student needs role models in their lives. And they need people to look up to. It was also the first time that it was fun to, you know, at that point, you know, I was Hoagie. That was who I was. Hoagie? That was <laughs> who I was. You know, the minute Mark met me, he was a nickname guy. It's just what he liked to do. Hoagie came fast. Hogan, my last name is Hogan. So, <laughs> my nickname was Hoagie. Um, that's how everybody knew me inside of the youth ministry program. Um, and a funny story too is that you know, I had a lot. I'm very competitive, if you know this about me. And some of the, some people that are the listeners maybe know me. You know I'm very competitive. Um, and one of the funny stories goes off with this picture on the wall. Snowglow one year they were looking for team leaders. Essentially, uh, a team leader would run half of the. You would be, you would kind of run a certain group of the churches. Uh, you were team, we were team blue, and then they had another leader that was team red. And the 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 concept, if you lost, they they taught to all these leaders beforehand that if your group had lost, they were going to shave our heads. <laughs> so oddly enough, at that point, I worked for Abercrombie and Fitch, yeah. and I was not, I would have been fired. <laughs> if I shaved my head. So I went to my boss, uh, and this is just a funny story because it just, to me, it just, it just brings so much history. I went to my boss uh, at that point and said, hey, you know, they want me to do this. Would you be okay with it? And she goes, you're, you're pretty athletic and things like that. She goes, don't lose. <laughs> this is my boss. So I go to Mark and said, Mark, I'm going to do it, but, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little nerd. I can't, I can't lose. And he's like, dude, then you better, you better get that group riled up. So, man, I, and it came tight at the end. And at the end, I finally won. And the group had known. My youth ministry program, the kids had known. So they threw me up on the shoulder. And that day, I was so excited. I had prepped, essentially, to try to pretend to rip my blue shirt that I had on for <laughs> Team Blue. And I completely ripped it off. <laughs> and so Mark is in, later on getting the shirt and trying to throw it back over my shoulders because that should never happen. No, no, that's a no, no. Yeah, but and, and, I was I was an intern. I was an intern. <laughs> you probably got a little reprimanded, I would imagine. Uh, Mark thought it was hilarious. Okay, wow. So, because wow. it was not intentional. Oh, and, oh okay. So, it was obvious it wasn't intentional. Okay. Oh, he saw how embarrassed I was and I was trying to get the thing back on oh, me. And it was in shreds. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, I was going to ask you, you the, the most, you know, uh, toughest thing. Uh, here's what we'll do for the sake of time. So we'll, we'll go ahead and, and wrap this up. You elaborate on either the toughest thing, the most difficult thing, mm -hmm. the most surprising thing, or the weirdest thing you encountered. I, I just think the toughest thing was when you're, there are certain aspects 
when you're as an intern that are when you're thrown in the ministry that are just going to be hard for you mm. because there are certain areas that you're just naturally gifted mm-hmm. and there's other areas you're not but if you're going to one day take over and you're going to be a youth pastor or be a pastor you need to be able to handle all of them mm. uh, so event planning organization being in front of people uh, having a good time loving students relationships small group leading came very natural Teaching was was so I was so afraid, mm. so nervous, so overstressed. Um, so I would say the toughest thing was essentially being going. You know, all right, Lord, I I, I need to believe. I need to trust you. This is your word. I need to grow. I need to be willing to engage into your word and be in in it and over for a long time to to look at it. I need to be willing to fail because I'm not going to be an excellent teacher just off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I need to lean on this pastor and let him speak to my my life. Um, I need to be willing to take criticism because I was going this not he had five leaders evaluate what I my teaching and five students. Oh wow! Um, and they had a, a document that he had kind of put together, um, and that was the toughest. Hmm. Um, and I'm but I'm glad for that that it was that tough because later in life, as I kept growing, um, I had a lot of those fears out of my system, and also had the ability of humility. Hmm. Uh, you know, if people were going to correct me uh, or check in with my teaching, and 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 so that, I think that for me that was it. That was okay. the I think the toughest thing, but that was the most growing and stretching thing. Yeah. So I think it goes without saying that these internships were incredibly impactful for you, and almost they sound they were essential for you to prepare for ministry. For me, they were. I, I believe that's the, that was what was essential. Okay. For my life. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of another Youth Ministry Podcast. Please connect with us on Instagram at another YM Podcast, or you can email us at anotheryampodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to us. We'll see you next time.